Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. You're listening to episode three of With Heart and Wonder. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you to everyone who listened to the first two episodes. It's been such a beautiful week of connecting with you all. Thank you to everyone who reached out to share your learnings, your reflections, what started to stir and surface for you. We also had some questions about the format of the podcast. And so just wanted to let you all know this will be a weekly podcast is my intention. We'll see how it goes. And that we'll be going back and forth between some solo episodes as well as episodes with guests. So today, it's just me here with you. And I'm excited to talk a little bit about what I like to consider the whispers within us. So today's episode is an invitation to consider, what if we already know the way? What if we already know exactly what we need to hear, what we need to do, what we need to shift in order to feel more connected to the truest, most authentic version of ourselves? So often, I think we look outside of ourselves We look to others, we look to books, we look to podcasts, and in our search for more meaning, more connection, we actually end up pulling ourselves sometimes a little bit further away. Today we'll explore, what if you already knew the way? This is an invitation to come home to yourself and to honor the wisdom that is within you. Because I do believe within the depths of my being that there's so much wisdom in all of us. Wisdom in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts. Wisdom that is just looking for the time and the space for you to tune in and honor what it has to say. So this is an invitation to listen in, to tune in to those whispers of wisdom within you. And also maybe to consider today, not just what those whispers are telling you, but maybe why you may have been resisting their wisdom, their message, why you might be resisting the things that would most uplift you. And this episode, I think, builds really beautifully on our conversation with Devin last week. She spoke about her journey with music 
and how music was always there inside of her. She'd explored other pathways, and music was always there saying, I am very much a part of you. And in many ways, this echoes my own journey with yoga and even the journey with this podcast. So I thought I'd share a little bit of that with you today. In the first episode, I told you a little bit about my life 10 years ago, what was happening for me at the time, and we spoke a little bit about a course that really started to transform my thinking around myself, but also started to inspire some questions about who I was in the world and what I wanted my work to be in the world. Not necessarily the work of a professional job, but more of the work in terms of a calling, a purpose, a passion. And one of the things that came up for me as I started to explore these questions, as I started to dive a little deeper into my heart during this period of my life back in 2009, I felt this kind of really soft, subtle voice from the depths inside of me, reach out and say, I want to teach yoga and I want to be a life coach. And what's interesting is I actually just had to pause our recording and take a few moments before I could say those words. Because even, and we'll talk about this journey towards accepting this path that I knew all along back in 2009. This past 10 years has been this journey of resisting, that calling that I felt from deep within me. And even though I may be closer to walking this path now, there is still a part of me that resists claiming that. There is still some part of me, these lessons and limiting beliefs that I am still needing to untangle in order to really claim that whisper inside myself that has been there all along. So there was this realization. In 2009, this soft, subtle voice, this whisper inside myself that already knew the way. And in spite of that, it took years to start to really honor that voice and to believe that that voice was worth listening to. Now, that's not to say that I didn't take steps along the way. This was back in the fall of 2009 that these words, this feeling, this intuition started to emerge. And when I did leave school, the end of that fall, I took a few months to heal and recover during this period of my life, and I really dove into yoga, to the study of yoga, reading about yoga, practicing every day, sometimes twice a day. And it was in that summer of 2010 that I first embarked on this journey towards teaching yoga, doing my 200-hour yoga teacher training. What's a little bit interesting, though, about that story is that 
there was a part of me that didn't believe I was worthy. And it's actually really funny for me to reflect upon. But I remember I had been practicing at this studio in Ottawa and had been looking at their teacher training, really considering diving in and furthering my own relationship with yoga through immersive study. So I looked online. I'd been on the website so often, looking at the webpage, just soaking it in. And I decided that I would go to one of the classes, the public classes taught by one of the lead teachers. And it was my intention to chat with this teacher, the lovely Cat Mills, about the training program. And I remember after class, going up to talk with Cat to ask her some questions about the program. And one of the first words out of my mouth were, I'm only 20 years old. I'm not sure if I'm old enough to take a yoga teacher training program. And this kind of took Kat by surprise, understandably. She kind of answered that she didn't know if there was an age limit, a minimum age requirement. There was something about me that doubted my own ability, that doubted this fact that I was only 20. How could I teach something so rich, this wisdom tradition of yoga? Who was I to be stepping into this role as a yoga teacher when I felt that? And it wasn't that I felt that I was too young, but that this perception of others would be that I was too young. And so right from the beginning, there were these resistances that were coming up in different ways, almost like I was looking for a way out, looking for an excuse not to pursue this thing that I so deeply wanted. And this is kind of a pattern that continued when we look at my own trajectory, my own career path. So even though there was this knowing, this deep knowing from inside myself that I wanted to teach yoga, that I wanted to be a life coach, even though I spent probably over the last 10 years, I can't tell you how many hours on the internet browsing different programs, browsing different qualifications, different pathways, different ways of turning these dreams into a reality. At the same time, there was a very loud part of me that was pushing this voice under the rug. So I did start teaching yoga after completing that 200 hours back in 2010. And I taught several classes a week. I taught in different environments and it was such a beautiful learning opportunity and and time that I truly treasure. But at the same time, I poured myself into life as a university student. I was back in school And I was juggling a lot of balls, especially as the years went on, as a research assistant, as a teaching assistant. I was 
working at the university. I was doing all sorts of different things. And eventually, it was too much to maintain all of these academic components that I was juggling while also teaching yoga. I felt like when I arrived to teach on my mat, I wasn't able to be present and I wasn't able to really soak up and enjoy the practice. Well, and I, as I say that, I realize that that isn't exactly true because I was able to be present when I got to my mat, when I was holding space for others. But what was appearing was when I was not teaching, there was a little bit of resentment that that time, despite how much it filled me up and lifted me up, was occupying time on my schedule and time that felt it could be used elsewhere or even for a little more spaciousness to care for myself. So it was with this intention of needing a little more spaciousness that I stopped teaching. And this was kind of a pattern over the last 10 years where there's been periods of teaching, periods of not teaching. Periods where I've leaned more in one direction, especially towards academia. Later, I pursued graduate school. And then needing and feeling this shift, this whisper to move in a different direction. A few years ago, I was in the midst of graduate school. And at the time, I was working on my thesis which in many ways, I think the topic was guided by this deep interest that I have in our own embodied wisdom. I was in a program for legal studies, legal theory, and I decided to write my thesis looking at the relationship between dance and legal theory. I think in many ways because of this really deep interest in the wisdom of our body and the way in which dance can produce this kind of visceral reaction in someone who is watching. This embodied sense of awareness, this guiding back to the knowings that are within our own heart. I won't go into all the details today. But what I will say is that it was during this period of thinking and writing about the body as it pertained to dance that I realized just how disconnected I was from my own body, from my own wisdom in the multiple layers of my being, and how there was this whisper within that was saying, just as it had back in 2009, I want to be a yoga teacher and I want to be a life coach. At the time, I truly thought I was going to be an academic. I was doing all the things to prepare for PhD applications, to prepare for funding applications. And it felt a little bit scary to to honor 
this voice that was inside of me that was going to pull me in a different direction. But there was something compelling, something that really made me stop and think when I considered that this voice inside of me, this whisper within, was saying the exact same thing that it was saying six or seven years before. That whisper hadn't changed. And so I started to wonder, why am I resisting? If this is what my heart is telling me that I want, if this is the calling that I feel deep within me that I want to pursue, why am I getting in my own way? This same story has echoed, has repeated multiple times for me. I did end up leaving graduate school and spent about a year pursuing teaching full-time. It was a year of so much joy and freedom, but also a year of a little bit of struggle, trying to find my business sense, trying to figure out the economics of teaching. It's not necessarily the highest paid job and trying to figure out the sustainability. And this opportunity presented itself about a year in. And I still believe it was really an opportunity that I was meant to take. I hadn't been searching, but I was received a call one morning asking if I'd have any interest in taking up a short-term contract to help with a program at the workplace that I'd worked at before pursuing graduate work. And it was a really beautiful opportunity to dive into social justice education and community connection for young people. And it felt like a way to balance things out a little bit, to have a little bit more financial security, and to develop my own community connections. I was feeling a little bit isolated at the time. And so I made the decision to start to try and juggle. Juggle this, what started as part-time and became more close to full-time work in addition to maintaining my teaching load and working to grow my business. And it started with really good intentions. And then there was this lure as I was there for all sorts of reasons, so many compelling reasons, where I started to question if I really did want to be a yoga teacher full-time. If I or if I wanted to have the security of health benefits and one day having a maternity leave that would be covered. And so there was this lure of work that I truly was very passionate about. At the same time, there was that voice inside of me, that same whisper. That same whisper from 2009, that same whisper from when I was a graduate student that was saying, I want to teach yoga. I want to be a life coach. And it 
took me a little while once again to really honor and respect that voice inside myself that already knew the way. It's been about a year now since I have recommitted to this path. And I honestly feel more committed than I have ever been. I feel so deeply in it. And in many ways, having committed to honoring this voice inside myself, I've really started to see the shifts in my own business, in my own life. Things are just flowing in a way that they weren't before. I feel more alive, more connected to myself. And there's been this shift in me where now I really honor those little tugs. I try and notice them and unpack why I may be resisting so that it doesn't take me years and years, maybe a few days, weeks, or months. Now I can't yet say that I've truly honored this voice within. I am definitely teaching yoga, but I can't yet say that I am a life coach, nor do I necessarily know at this point in time if that is honestly what would uplift me. I think there may be coaching in my future, but it might be with a different name, a different spin. But I can say that a lot of the work that I've been doing over the last year has been moving me more in that direction, expanding beyond time spent on the mat and taking these principles of yoga as well as of mindful and embodied living into different environments in the community and in workplaces and now with this podcast. So there is still an unfolding that is happening there. This story is really just about the fact that there were so many times over the last 10 years that I felt really lost, really low, that I've struggled with my own mental health. During each of these times, that voice, that whisper inside of me was there and it already knew the way. And this story is one of a larger whisper. Still quiet in nature, but a whisper around calling. We also have all of these little whispers inside of us. Things that might be smaller, but equally transformative. This podcast started as a whisper about eight months ago. And it was one that I came up with all sorts of excuses, despite this sense of knowing that it was what was next on my chapter. I would tell myself that I didn't want to start a podcast because that's what everyone else was doing. I didn't want to start a podcast because there were already too too many podcasts in the world. Why in the world would I want to contribute to more of this information overload that I feel. And despite all of these these stories, these excuses, these limiting beliefs, I kept hearing that whisper 
and eventually embraced it. And ever since embracing it, things have been so aligned and they've unfolded with ease. There's another even smaller whisper. For quite some time, I've been feeling this call that it would be helpful for both myself and my partner, Eric, if we took technology out of the bedroom. Which, as I say this, it's a little ironic as I am actually recording and do record these solo episodes in my bedroom. It's the best acoustics. But we made the decision that we wanted to leave technology out of the bedroom at nighttime. Eric has a habit of being a nighttime scroller, and I scroll when I get up in the morning. We knew from these whispers inside ourselves, both of us knew that this wasn't serving us. So a few weeks ago, as part of our shifts in January, we bought ourselves an alarm clock and moved our phones out of the bedroom. A really little whisper. But it was one that we'd been avoiding for a few months. We kept saying, oh, we should buy an alarm clock and not getting around to doing it. And this little whisper has resulted in much better sleeps and a feeling of excitement as well of having listened to that intuition, that little tug, that whisper that was within us. There is a whisper that I am sitting with right now. There are always these whispers inside of us. And the one that I've been sitting with for the last few months that to be really honest, still unpacking, figuring out how to let go of resistance and really embrace this inner knowing. And this whisper is around dreaming bigger. Last year, my first full year of business, my first full year embracing this calling, teaching yoga and other things, these things in the realm of more coaching and educating around wellness, I met all my goals with ease. And I knew this fall that that was a beautiful thing. But it was also an indication that I wasn't dreaming big enough. That I needed to believe in myself a little bit more because if I was meeting all of my goals with ease, I was capable of even more. And the funny little example around this one. Two weeks ago, I was at a one-day event in Ottawa called the Vision Sessions, hosted by GEM Conference. I was lucky enough to be a speaker there. And the first session of the day, guided by the incredible Lana Dingwall, was all about goal setting. And Lana had this really different, beautiful approach to goal setting that I so treasured. She asked us all to, when we were thinking about our goals and our dreams, to dig really deep within and to unearth and share goals that were so big 
that whoever we told them to would laugh at us. And when I sat to think about my goals and to share them with others at my table, the goal that came up was actually one around this podcast. And I hadn't actually sent any, set any numerical goals for the podcast. It was more just an opportunity for me to create. And the number that came up was that I wanted to have a thousand listens by the end of 2020. I didn't really do the math on what that would look like, whether that was possible, whether it was an unachievable goal. I just kind of said a thousand listens. The funny thing is, in our first week of launching the podcast, there have been almost 200 listens. I can't say that I really had any expectations at all, but the idea of being 20% there to my goal for the entire year within a first week tells me something. It tells me that I am not dreaming big enough. So this is this whisper inside me that's been there for a few months that I am starting to work with. And I'd love for you Take a few moments right now, later today, later this week to consider what whispers inside of you are longing to be heard. What are the things that keep coming up again and again? And it doesn't necessarily mean that listening to these whispers that you need to have an entire career shift you need to change a relationship or that you need to do something drastic. But these little whispers can be these guideposts that invite inquiry into where we might start to make little shifts. Maybe it's a commitment to have a little more intimacy with a partner. Maybe it's a commitment to leave your phones outside the bedroom, to go for walks during your lunch hour, Or maybe there is something bigger that you could take a little step towards. There are always these whispers inside of ourselves. So much knowledge within our own being. And it's such a beautiful practice. And take time to come home to this wisdom. And to consider how we can honor it a little bit more more reverence, more intention. I'd love to hear your stories. This episode today sparked anything. Send me a message, reach out. You can find me at Megan L. Johnston on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter at meganjohnston.com. We'll be back next week with an incredible guest. I'm so excited for you to meet her. In the meantime... I truly be grateful if you took the time to subscribe or rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, or if you shared it with a friend who might appreciate it. I look forward to connecting again soon. Keep living with heart and wonder.